Could you tell the other voices in your head to tone it down for just a second? Because I want to talk your ear off just a little bit before we get started with this new episode of Dreams Come True. Uh, hey? Cool? Right on. Uh, I'm Chaz Cable, and you're listening to the second episode of this podcast that I have created. And, um, yeah, I'll talk a lot more at the end, but hey, stay tuned after the episode for a little snippet of a short story called The Story of Two. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy. This is a story about you. But you've changed so much, I'm not sure that you're still you. All the parts of you that I knew have been replaced. So are you the you that I once knew? And if not, who are you? Whoever you are, it's definitely not who you wanted to be. If you asked five-year-old you who you'd be today, they'd say that you were a bird or an angel soaring through the air with glorious feathered wings. And of course they would. That has always been your dream. If you asked yourself at ten years old, they'd say that you were an astronaut. <laughs> because even the sky was not enough to contain you. No, you needed to soar through the cosmos, and of course they'd say that. It's what you always wanted. It's what you pursued. They couldn't have known what was going to happen. If you were to ask yourself at 15 years old about their future, they wouldn't know who you were going to be, who you are. Well, that's not fair. They had an idea. They wouldn't know if you were going to be a pilot or an astronaut. They were certain that you would be flying. They just didn't know how high. They knew in their heart, just as you knew in yours, that the ground was not enough for you. Why shouldn't they think that? There was nothing for you down here. So there had to be more up there. Right? Your parents knew right from the start. They said you came out flapping your arms. They said your eyes were the color of the sky. They said that's why they named you Amelia. They said flight was always in your blood. There's nothing you won't be able to do, Amy. Nothing in the sky you won't be able to touch. All you have to do is spread your wings and take off. You feel like you've let them down. You know they forgave you, that this was not your fault, but you can't shake the feeling. You can't reach out. If you asked 20-year-old you who you'd be today, they wouldn't respond. They wouldn't know what to say. Not anymore. They had just had their heart broken. And of course you remember. Even now you tear up thinking about that day. Everything changed in an instant. In one test, your dreams were shattered. The sky had been gray every day of your life, but it always felt bright, full of hope. Lacking color never meant lacking beauty. Not until today. On this day, they put a name 
to seeing the world as a series of greys. Monochromacy. Achromatopsia. It affects one in 33,000 people. Why did you have to be that one? Why did it have to affect you? You felt like you just became colorblind. You felt all the color leave your life in an instant. Like your soul was ripped right out of your body. This was the day you lost hope. You sat there looking down at a blank tile floor, feeling your eyes dry up, knowing that if you blinked you would sob. Barely listening as your optometrist told you that you, that you could never be a pilot. That you could never be an astronaut. He said more, but all of that faded into the background and all you heard was static. Your heart stopped that day. Yeah, blood still pumped through your body and your organs were working, but you could no longer feel it. Your heart lost all purpose for beating. That moment, that's what really molded you into who you are today. And who is that exactly? Today, you are a 40-year-old cog in a machine, working 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. You sit at a desk staring at a screen for 8 hours a day, adjusting your glasses every hour or so. It's monotonous, but it's life. Some people live for the weekend, but you don't even get to do that. What's the point? You don't dress up for work. You have one outfit a day for every day of the week, and they're always the same, and they're always drab. You put your hair up every day, and you don't wear makeup. Because, why would you? You hear co-workers complain about losing their youth, about finding gray hairs, as if another color exists. It's better you don't join in. You really don't think it would be helpful. You don't see a point. Socializing isn't really you, is it? And after years of this dreadful desk job, something changed today. Today, you came across an ad. Visit the Grand Canyon. Your story starts here. <laughs> you chuckle quietly to yourself, because that is where your story started. At five years old, that was when you learned that you wanted to fly. You lose yourself for a moment. And you think back about that trip. You remember the majesty of the canyon. The depth and the size. You were a speck along this never-ending crack in the earth. Insignificant. <laughs> but so was the rest of the world. You remember one moment in particular. You were looking over the crack, taking in the awesome size of it. And a bird flew straight up out of the canyon. It was massive and glorious. Its wings blocked out the sun. And right then and there, you knew your purpose in life. Your heart had been beating for five years at this point. But this was the first time you felt it. You were alive. Just take the leap. Get off the ground and into the sky. 
there's nothing for you here. You feel a tear running down your face and you quickly wipe it off. You're back at your desk. And something's changed. You thought to yourself that it was time you did something for you. You were going back to where your story began. You were going to take a vacation. You confirmed with your boss. She seemed surprised. You had never used a vacation day before now. She was happy for you. <laughs> Isn't that nice? So you made the purchases, and you mentally prepare what you're going to bring. And you prep to leave. You're gonna go tomorrow. And you think you're gonna take your bike. At 25 years old, you took up biking. You had biked before, sure, but not in... Not in a few years. A friend suggested it. Said it helped with depression. You didn't think it would. You know there's no silver bullet cure for this. This was just you for the rest of your life. But why not try? Anything had to be better than wallowing in a world of what-ifs. Maybe it would wake up your heart that stopped beating five years ago. You found a path and tried to take your bike there a little, just a little, every day. It did feel good. Not great. It wasn't flight, and it, it wasn't much at all. But it was something that broke up the monotony of it all. So you kept doing it. And one morning, you found yourself on a hill. It was steep. Steeper than you had biked before. But why did that matter? Why did anything matter? You didn't really think much about it. You just started down the hill. And you picked up speed. Something was happening. The wind was pounding your face. The world zoomed past you. The grays started to look different. What color was that? You can't remember now. It all looks gray through the lens of nostalgia. But you do remember the feeling. For the first time in five years, you had felt something. Your heart was beating. You were free on that hill, as free as you could be. It wasn't flight, or the sky, or space, but it felt so close. You felt the Grand Canyon every day. You went back to that hill. You were chasing that feeling. And everything else was in the way. Everything else was in your way. And nothing else mattered. Five o'clock finally came and snapped you out of your trance. It's Friday and you leave tomorrow morning for the Grand Canyon. You started packing that night. It wasn't much. You didn't need much. A photo, a pen, some paper, a few changes of clothes, and your bike. And of course, your helmet. You laid down in your bed, ready to sleep. Tomorrow, you were going to jumpstart your heart again. You, you were sure of it. But tonight? Tonight, you can't stop thinking about that hill. Every day, you rode that hill. Chasing that feeling, that high, that was your dragon. And every day, you felt a little less alive. That feeling, the one you fell in love with, the one that made life worth living, it was diminishing every time you rode. 
And one day, it really took its toll. You started down that hill, and when you picked up speed, nothing. The thrill was gone entirely. This wasn't enough anymore. You couldn't believe it. You couldn't stand it being gone. You had to try again. You needed to feel something again. So you went right back to the top of that hill, and you picked up speed. And, and, nothing. You felt nothing. You were empty again. So you, you closed your eyes in frustration. And you let go of the handlebars. You pull up to the designated parking near the canyon. You made the whole drive. And now you park. It was beautiful, awe-inspiring. It was exactly how you remembered it. And you stepped out of your car and you were ready to really take in your trip. You came alone. This was for you, your spiritual journey. You didn't need to share it with anyone. You took out your bike and you started walking along the canyon. If you looked over, you would have felt like you were looking down from an airplane. Down from the sky that you once thought would be your home. So you didn't look. Not yet. You found a good spot to start, and you mounted your bike. You held your helmet in your hand for just a moment. Rubbing your fingers along it, feeling it in every dent, and you found a very specific one. Right next to a couple of scratches. That tent. That's where today really began. And you'd never forget it. You're back on that hill. Fifteen years ago, almost to the day. You're about halfway down. And you're not sure exactly what happened. You had just let go of the handlebars and closed your eyes and... And a moment later, you were in the air, flying off of your bike... And to the rest of the world, I'm sure time passed at a normal rate. A second was a second, a minute was a minute. But for you, you have no concept of how long that moment lasted. What you do know is that you could have lived in it for the rest of your life. You were flying. You were free. And you only flew there for a second, or was it a minute? Hours? It could have been years. You lived in bullet time. You just flew. And for that moment, that slice of reality that the rest of the world forgot, you were happy. Then you hit the ground. If it wasn't for that helmet, you wouldn't be alive today. Now we're back at the canyon, jumping 15 years, and you're holding your helmet on top of a bike you haven't ridden since. And you feel a smile grow on your face. And if you listened real close, you'd hear that your heart was faintly beating. You hadn't felt that in a long, long time. You take a deep breath in and out. And you take your helmet, and you set it on the ground beside you. You look forward. No more looking back now. There's only one place to go.
and you start pedaling. This is it. You're picking up speed. You're powering your way toward the canyon. This is it. You're going to fly again. You pass some tourists, narrowly avoiding them, not knowing their stories or how exactly this was going to affect them, how they're going to remember this day. But that doesn't matter. They don't matter. It's your day. Your day to accomplish a dream that started 35 years ago. Your day to write down your story. Putting an ending right where everything began. You've hit a speed where it starts to accelerate itself. And you take your feet off the pedals. Only a few more feet now. You spread your arms and you get ready. The front tire passes over the edge and you close your eyes. You're ready to fly. You release the bike and you feel it fall. Then you wait for your turn. They say in moments like these, your life would flash before your eyes. So you were prepared. You opened your eyes and ready to see your life. And you watch it all like a film in reverse, stepping through these major moments, a full circle from start to end to start. You saw a young woman crying in her bed. You saw a college student doodling airplanes and shuttles. You saw her graduate high school valedictorian to such proud parents. You saw a girl with hope in her eyes, dressed as an astronaut for Halloween. You saw her walking around, playing with toy airplanes, zooming them through the air. And you felt something grip your hand. You look, and she's there. She's holding you tight. I knew we'd get here. I knew we'd find the sky. And every iteration of you vanishes before your eyes. And you're alone. But you aren't falling. Hundreds of people visited the cannon that day. <laughs> and they would talk about what they'd seen. How they were shocked as a woman rode her bike off the canyon and never hit the ground. They'd tell stories of a woman who flew through the sky, joining the clouds and vanishing. Your boss never saw you again. No one did. But what do you see? After all, this is your story. You see the world zooming beneath you. You see the clouds as you soar through them. You see the sun as it burns your eyes. You see a beautiful blue sky. Your home. The Dream. I was biking on a mountain, and I slid off, and I lose the bike, but I start flying at the Grand Canyon. One more time, a special thank you to the person who sent in and provided that dream. If you'd like to submit your dream to be translated into a short story by me, please send it to dreamcastpublicradio at gmail.com. That is dreamcastpublicradio at gmail.com. 
while you're at it, if you want to really support me, please, well, yeah, me, please uh, follow the Instagram, dreamscometrue underscore pod, all one word, dreamscometrue underscore pod, that is underscore the symbol, please do not spell out underscore, I don't think you'll find me. Uh, if you have other ways to keep uh, updated, check out the Facebook group, Kataba Alumni Artist Collective. You'll hear about every new episode and anything else that is coming up from me and my friends. Speaking of which, another special thank you to Sean Kamalamalamalak who, for letting me use the his music in the intro and outro of this pod. Do you want to hear his voice? Check out the Manson Family Reunion podcast, the podcast you should never, ever hear me out on this ever take advice from but i'm sure you'll enjoy it do you want to hear more of his music take a seashell whisper your heart's innermost desires into it and then throw it against a tree and watch it shatter while you are picking up the pieces of your dream you'll hear and understand sean camelamalak and with that we've hit the end of the episode uh Yeah, the one final thing that I'm going to add on here is at the end of each episode, I'm going to include a snippet, a little piece of an audio puzzle uh, for a short story I've titled The Story of Two. Um, Yeah, and we're going to go ahead and drop the very first piece right at the end of this. Uh, So listen up, enjoy, and if I don't hear from you again, sleep tight tonight. I love you. This is the story of two, and this... This is my story. Three years, two months, and 19 days since the choosing. Two months and 18 days since engine failure left us stranded. I'm keeping this documented just in case we're ever saved so that everyone can know exactly what is happening. And of course for you, Sandy. You're getting me through this. We made it to Pluto. Uh, No one expected that we would. But that's what happens when you start to bend the laws of time. Something went horribly, horribly wrong. There are things that mankind was never supposed to see and definitely never supposed to do. The laws of nature should never have been broken. Moving faster than the speed of light broke one of those laws and we're paying the price. The things I've seen, Sandy, the horrors, I wish I could have stayed with you. I wish I was never chosen. God, it sounds like another one's broken through the defenses. I have to go. I I love you, Sandy. And I'll see you... Oh my God! Hey, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the next part of uh, the story of two. Sweet dreams.